Okay, eight for the money. After taking a little bit of a week off because we had to take care of more pressing needs, which included me traveling back east to attend our cousin's wedding. That's right. <laughs> so if we look so. back at the week six results, Al, you went seven and five. I went a pitiful five and seven, which puts our season standings at Al, 48, 37, and one. Me, 43, 42, and one. Barely hanging on to a winning record so far. Locks on the year. Al, you're a perfect 6-0. and I am 4-2. and But you know what? I'll take it. I'll take the 4-2. and Yeah, I mean, you base the percentage just off of that. I mean, you should be paying us to listen to this. <laughs> Seriously. We're picking winners, at least. <laughs> uh, definitely the locks. My, my week needs to be really good this week because I am literally, by the skin of my teeth, hanging on to a winning percentage right now. Yeah, but you're still in the mix. There's still another half of the season to go. Did I say week eight? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure that we're on the same page here. <laughs> There's some tricky, tricky games going on. Good matchups. It's going to be an interesting week. A lot of tricky games, a lot of tricky lines. Weird, weird lines. And I just don't want to make the same mistake I've been making in the past where I go, this line seems stupid. Like my last luck pick, which was the Arizona Cardinals. Because I've seen some stupid lines here this week. And uh, it's making me rethink my evaluation of what is and what is not stupid. But we'll get to that later on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, start All right. us off. So as always, just to recap, Real quick, we are taking our lines from Covers.com. Um, it's Tuesday night, so a lot of things can change, as always. But we're just going to do the best we can here. So let's start with Thursday night. Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. Patriots minus eight. <laughs> at home. At home. At home. The the surging <laughs> Miami Dolphins. The Dan Quinn... Uh, Dan, the Dan Quinn effect has changed everything in Miami. Two blowouts for them against the juggernauts. Dan Dan Campbell, you mean? Dan Campbell, not Dan Quinn. Excuse me. You're right. You're right. Dan how, Campbell. how could I ever confuse? Dan Quinn is in uh, Atlanta. Dan Quinn for Dan Campbell, the amazing Dan Campbell. The amazing Dan. Well, it, it's a. It was an amazing Dan Quinn a couple weeks ago. I know. Now it's just a. <laughs> Now it's the just Atlanta the, uh, the regular old average Dan Quinn and the Atlanta. And Falcons. you know what? Hey, who did you uh, choose for the uh, NFC South? Oh, here's the, the funny thing. Here's the, <clears throat> excuse me. Here's the funny thing. We both chose the Saints, and about three weeks ago, we said, "God, what awful picks for the NFC South." You know what? The Saints might not be a bad pick to win the NFC South now, <laughs> even with even with Carolina not having lost a game. Um, and Atlanta having only lost one, the Saints are the Saints are coming up. Yeah, yeah, they just got to beat. They got to put a couple of L's. I mean, they just really got to win out. Really, I think if they <laughs> if they win out, they got the division. I I'm just going to call that out right now. If they don't lose a game from now until the end of the season. I say they win the division. I say our futures hold up on that one. We shall see. Tough task. 
So back to Thursday night with Miami, who have stomped on the last two teams they played. Um, then again, it was the Titans and the Texans, the unclass of the end of the AFC South. Um, who are you taking? Uh, I'm taking the Miami Dolphins with the points. Uh, this is a division game again. You know how we speak about the division games. Uh, I think New England's going to think the same old Dolphins and kind of that's where they're going to fall back a little bit. I think they win. I don't think they win by eight. I'm going to have to agree with you. I think uh, New England's line is a little banged up here. And while the Dolphins aren't, uh, aren't, they haven't become what we thought they were going to be when the season started on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I don't know. This is just this is just funny. I think uh, I think you're right. I'm I'm right with you. I think the Patriots win. I don't think they cover. I don't think the uh, the Miami offense can keep up with the New England offense, even with their hurt up line. Now that you say all of this, do you know what I think is going to happen? I think Miami's going to pull it off at Foxborough. And, the, and, I mean, if you do that, you know what I'm saying, that makes some real noise. And, obviously, that puts the pressure on us next week. But that's for a later day. <laughs> uh, not next week, but in two weeks. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think Miami can win outright. I think they've got everybody they need to do that against this team. It's just it's all about uh, it's really going to come down to coaching. And... Uh, I don't think Dan Campbell's Bill Parcells. I think that the staff, uh, the people that they have on staff, is just as sharp as, you know, who the Patriots got. So I think it'll be a good battle. So it's, it's going to be a close game. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Miami pulls it off. Yeah. And the next matchup I'm seeing here is uh, Detroit at Kansas City. Kansas City minus five. Big boy, who do you take? <laughs> I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions. Uh, I just wow. don't. Yeah, I'm going with the Lions. I mean, it's not like okay. we're talking about two really tough football teams here. We're talking about two teams that have been, for the most part, pretty much struggling the entire year. Um, the Kansas City passing defense isn't isn't that great. I mean, I, I think there's a I think there's a certain idea that Kansas City still has this great defense um, when in fact they haven't had a great defense for about two to three years now uh, yeah. and Detroit has also fired like 10 people on their offensive coaching staff and what we saw in Miami happen when they fired Philbin and get everyone starting to play well again and starting to try to prove themselves I think it's happening in Detroit as well I mean, Detroit's not going to win anything this year, but what they're all playing for is their jobs. So I think Detroit gets it close enough. I actually think they win this game in Arrowhead. Um, so, yeah, I'll definitely take the five points. Go with the Lions. That's fair. I'll take the, um, I'll take the Kansas City Chiefs at home to cover that spread. I say they win by a touchdown. Uh, just a little fun fact here. Uh, Detroit has not beaten Kansas City at home since 1988. So we'll go ahead and take that with the spread. Detroit hasn't beaten a lot of people since then. I think, <laughs> well, I'm saying at home. Yeah. And, I'm, and, and on top of that, I, I, 
personally think that Kansas City is still a better team than Detroit is, I, I guess, at this point in this season. Uh, so we'll take the Chiefs at home. It's hard not to go. It's hard to go against, you know, the Chiefs and their fans. I mean, that's it's pretty much like Seattle, but in the Midwest. You know what I mean? Like, it is a tough weather. place to play. <laughs> it is a tough place to play. I'll give you that. Okay. So, yeah, and and this is totally out of conference too. So yeah, I like the Chiefs here. Speaking of tough places to play, um, Baltimore used to be a tough place to play. But I don't think anyone goes to their games anymore because of how bad they've been this year. So moving on to another two disappointing teams this year, the San Diego Chargers at the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore, minus three. The home field spread. Uh, I like Baltimore here at home, minus the three points. Um, they've got to they win sometimes. I mean, they've been battling out even against good teams. You're at home. San Diego is going, you know, across the country, playing an early game. I'll uh, take the Ravens at home. They'll break out of the funk. I don't. I don't understand how Baltimore has put up as many points as they have this year. Because when you look at their offense, what? I mean, who? Who's there besides Steve Smith? I mean, Justin Forsett has been average. Flacco's been average, and yet they're still putting up over 20 points a game on average, Yeah, which is weird. I, I don't understand how that's happening. I guess I just don't watch enough Baltimore football to really, to really you know, know the ins and outs of it. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, they've been giving up a lot of points, especially their passing defense. They've been giving up a lot of yards and a lot of points all year long, and I expect that to continue. Um, I don't know if San Diego wins this game, but I don't think Baltimore wins it by three. I could see okay. this game being really close. Um, I could see it being a, uh, a nail-biter uh, for those that still care about the Chargers. I'm going with San Diego okay. to at least cover, if not win. I'll throw in a little bonus there, and the over-under here is 50. Uh, I'll go ahead and... Uh throw that in as a bonus lock pick that won't go against my record of course it's just like one of those things where you you know just throw a little bonus out there it'll go it'll go over yeah i think you're right i think that's i think this over. game's going over oh, it's 50 right. for a reason so. <laughs> uh all right so we got another matchup here between the cincinnati Bengals at the pittsburgh steelers and this time they're in Steel Town. Wait, so okay. earlier, did you say that Miami was going to keep it close enough to cover, or did you say that they were going to win? I did earlier say that they were going to keep it close enough to cover, but I said I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled it off and won. So if Miami did win, that would be one undefeated team just gone. And yeah, well, yeah. Here, we have one of the few other... I mean, I, I guess I can't, we can't even say few. We have one of the other undefeated teams here with a, a funny spread that you would expect to be higher, or at least I would expect to be higher. I, I mean, I guess that's how much playing it. Is it, is it still called Three River Stadium? It's not, right? It's Heinz Field now? I guess yeah, that's how Heinz much Field. playing at Heinz Field Three uh, River Stadium. Takes into account. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, um, I feel like I was in the 90s for a minute. <laughs> 
Is Ben Roethlisberger going to play this week? Yes, he is. That's a big reason why this spread, which I'm just going to throw out there, plus one and a half at Steeltown. What say you? I'm going on the idea that Ben Roethlisberger is playing this week. And if he does, I'm picking one undefeated team to fall. I'm picking this, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers to beat the Cincinnati Bengals, hand them their first out of the year. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they are that good this year. Um, I think it's going to be a fight. That's why the spread is so, you know, close. But, oof, I can see... <laughs> See, I, can I can see, see them bend. winning by one. I can see. Couldn't you see them winning by one? Like kind of like sort of like a the Redskins Bucks game, twenty eight twenty seven score, yeah. something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can totally just see the Ben, um, the Ben effect, Ben effect, the Ben effect on the Steelers, where he boosts everyone up a little bit. I can just imagine Antonio Brown having one hundred eighty yards and a touchdown this weekend. Oh, man. I hope so. Let me give you the old knock on wood there. Le'Veon right. Bell having a great game. Yeah. <laughs> so you take Pittsburgh, I'll take Cincinnati. I'll old take Pittsburgh to win. Rivalry game. Just yep. not even cover the one, <laughs> but to win. I can see it. I can see it, but we're still riding with it. All right, so going up north, the Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears. Chicago. Getting a point at home. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings are good. <laughs> That's all I need to say. <laughs> we'll take the Vikings here. You know what's funny? Every Any game that Minnesota's in, I think two weeks ago when we actually made our picks, I chose Minnesota just because they were playing at home. And I think I'm going to do... Um, that for this NFC North matchup as well. I'm picking Chicago just because they're playing at home. Okay. I think uh, now that they have their full receiving core ready to go, everyone's healthy, they don't have to rely on Marquise Wilson to carry the receiving load. Um, I think Cutler has a good game. I think the Chicago offense has a good game. And I think they win at home. Okay. We're going Chicago. We are going pretty much against each other on every single pick so far this week. Except Miami. Except Miami. That's the one we're going to get wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we'll both easy, get that one wrong. Easy pick. <laughs> they are up against the Patriots. I, like I, I mean, I could also see them covering that and just putting them back in their place. But yeah. times are changing, man. Times are changing. I don't think that team is a undefeated team worthy kind of team. <laughs> no, no. And if we want if we want to just go on a little tangent here, I don't think any of the undefeated teams um in the league that are still, you know, playing have any sort of shot to go undefeated this season. I mean if we talk about New England, Cincinnati, Denver, Green Bay, and Carolina. No, I think I I, I with that being said, I think I think that's a possibility though. I'm going to have to disagree. I think there's going to be a team that's going to come out undefeated. Okay, and if it were, just pick two. Just pick two that have the best shot at going undefeated. Green Bay. 
And I mean, think about it. Think about who's in Green Bay's division: Minnesota, Detroit, and Chicago. We're all way below them. Uh, so Green Bay. Green Bay is better than everyone else in their division. That's for sure. And they still have like four or five divisional games left. So you could chalk that up. I mean, looking at their schedule right now, their toughest matchups are going to be in the next two weeks when they play the Broncos this weekend. We'll get to that game later. And then mm-hmm. the Panthers the week after that. Yeah, um, I can going... see either them or uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Because I don't. Because I think that th- that's another thing that I think is like they're separated from the other three. Baltimore's playing like shit. I mean, even when Pittsburgh... You know what I'm saying? Had their squad with Ben, like they weren't, they didn't have a winning record. This is true. They, they is started true. off 0 1. I mean, you're right. Those two teams are better than every other team in their division, but it's not as if they have um, easy matchups the rest of the way either. I mean, I think we'll find out what Green Bay really is, like I said, in these next two weeks. After that, I mean, it's just pretty much all division games. Then you have the Cowboys, the Raiders, and the Cardinals. The Cardinals will probably be the toughest matchup they have, and that's at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati, they also have a, a similar schedule. They have to play the Cardinals. They have to play the Broncos. Um, I don't think it'll be easy. I think, I, I think Cincinnati's the type that'll lose a game that we don't expect them to. It's not going to be against those tough matchups. It's going to be against someone like the Steelers this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> We shall see. We shall see. Okay. All right. Um, another division game. <laughs> well, it's the Tennessee Titans at Houston. Who would you pick? If we were just going straight pick them. Straight pick them, who would win, you know, just win outright? <laughs> and we have found the winner of the game no one's going to watch. Oh, the man. award goes to. The award for least watchable game of the week goes to the Tennessee Titans of the Houston Texans. And I, it was funny because I was actually talking to someone uh, the other day about um, how no one in the NFC East wants to win the division, how we're all doing our best to lose it. And it's just who's, who's not going to lose this division. Um, it's not even the worst division in football, though. God, that AFC South is terrible. Uh, yes, it is. I think the Texans are in Full meltdown mode. Just completely full meltdown mode. Bill O'Brien's going to get fired. Um, um, the Titans are going to win in Houston. <laughs> and the meltdown will continue. This Okay. I'll take Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, you know. Do, are, is this counted against our record? No. No. Oh, okay. They don't. Houston, man, they want to cut their quarterback. They want to fire their defensive coordinator. But it's not their they quarterback, want to fire though. Their Brian, coach. Brian Hoyer is their starting quarterback. Okay, but so they, they want to... Really don't care. Okay, well, they want to... They want to cut a guy who was, at one point, 40% their starter because Bill O'Brien couldn't make up his mind. This whole organization is a mess right now. Yeah, Everything about yeah. the Texans is a mess right now. Just Arian Foster is gone. I guess nothing else matters. Nothing You forgot matters. that they have J.J. Watt. <laughs> You have to, you have to, <laughs> you have to actually think about JJ Watt before you remember that he's on the Texans. Like, it's. Do you remember when Arian Foster was hurt and they were really bad and they got the first pick and they got Jadavion Clowney and they're like, "Wow, the Texans are going to be good this year." And then they beat <laughs> us in the opening game. And they're like, "Oh, the Texans are going to be good this year," and then they weren't. 
but this year was supposed to be the year, and it's gotten so much worse. Oh, man. They're the worst team. They're the worst team in the NFL right now. I said that without any sort of hesitation. All right. I think we're giving them too much credit here. We're spending a little bit too much time on the team. (laughs) The game that nobody will watch. (laughs) Another divisional matchup. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off that heartbreaking loss last week. Going to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. The, supposed to be the best team in the NFC. The most, um, <laughs> the least convincing six and one team out there. Uh, <laughs> damn, they're six and one. They're six and one. They've only lost one game where they got worked by the Saints. That's insane. But honestly, honestly, when they beat us, that wasn't convincing. It was on a, it was on that Kirk Cousins pick six in overtime. That was not convincing. Beating Tennessee ten to seven is not convincing. And then look who they played before that. All the other NFC East teams. Uh, Dallas, New York, Philly. None of which were beatdowns at all. I mean, they've struggled to get to their 6-1 record and as much as you can struggle to get to a 6-1 record. And here come the Tampa Bay Bucks into their house. <laughs> Coming off the most heartbreaking loss by... Letting history take place in FedEx. Uh, the Redskins coming back from 21. I finally see the Atlanta Falcons provide a convincing victory um, this weekend. <laughs> Tampa at home. Bay, yeah, Tampa Bay is going into the Georgia Dome getting seven points. Yeah, and they're going to need more. I'm picking the Falcons here. <laughs> I'm picking the Falcons to win convincingly. You don't lose a game like you did last week, like Tampa did last week, and rebound from it. Um, if you're not a good football team, which they're not. With a rookie quarterback, he's got to take his lumps. Atlanta's going to win this game by more than seven. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I I can see that happening. I can also see Tampa Bay keeping it close. I'm leaning more so on Tampa Bay keeping it close. Um, We'll take Tampa Bay with the points. Plus seven. All right. I mean, the way I look at it is this. It's just a quick... Quick evaluation here. All right, they, they, they should have beat the team last week, which was our team, the Redskins. And the Redskins should have beat Atlanta a couple weeks ago. So I don't see why Tampa Bay can't keep that close. Tampa Bay has a pretty good running game. I mean, I don't even think it's just how they ran against us. I mean, they've been pretty much running like that against all the other teams they've been playing, with the exception of a few, of course. <laughs> So from the, the, the least convincing 6-1 and one team to a, at least to me, a little bit surprising 5-2 and two team, the Arizona Cardinals at the Cleveland Browns, Arizona minus 4.5. Yeah, I'd take the Cardinals here at Cleveland. I mean, it's one of those games where it's just like, what are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you're pretty much giving Arizona like 7.5 points. Just the fact that they're at the, that Cleveland, I don't think that matters. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. We, uh, we will finally agree again. Finally. Um, I think that the Arizona defense will shut down, will shut down uh, the, the ridiculously bad Cleveland running game. 
and I think the passing game will be contained. And Cleveland lets Cleveland lets other teams score a lot of points, and that's going to happen again. Start all your Cardinals. And McCown's hurt. Oh, man. I would say they have a better shot if McCown's playing versus if uh, Manziel steps in there. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. With all that drama. (laughs) I would agree with you. Okay. Uh, Next matchup, we got the New York Giants. The New York, I got too excited (laughs) and thought I was a good football team Giants at New Orleans. New Orleans minus three, your standard spread. We mentioned earlier in the podcast how New Orleans seems to be turning it on in one way or the other. It continues. Give me the Saints at home. I will have to agree with you there, my friend. (laughs) New Orleans minus three. New Um, New York can't keep playing these games and expecting victories. I mean, they, I mean, like, I, I am literally, by the skin of my teeth, holding on to a winning record. And that is exactly what New York is doing as well. Uh, they'll teeter from good to bad. They'll look good one weekend, bad the next weekend, good one weekend, bad the next weekend. And this is one of the weekends where they're going to look bad. And we're going to all be happy. We're all going to be happy. <laughs> we're all going to <laughs> scream from the mountaintops how Eli is, 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 is a bad quarterback. And, and a next, mouth breather. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> next week he'll do something all right. We'll be like, oh, maybe he's not that bad. And then he'll prove us all wrong again. So, yeah. Both going the Saints here. All righty. Heading west, or what's soon to be west, San Francisco 49ers at the future Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> um, St. Louis minus eight and a half. Yeah, it's sketch. It's a large spread. It's a large <laughs> spread. I mean, I think we'd all agree that St. Louis is a better team right now than the 49ers, but eight and a half is a lot of points. I am going to jump on the bandwagon just for the week. <laughs> and we will say that the St. Louis Rams cover that eight and a half. Man, I, say a- they, I say they, they beat them by 20. Put it on the board. That's a <laughs> lot of points, eight and a half. But I'm going to agree with you. Um, all these reports how Colin Kaepernick's on an island in the <laughs> San Francisco locker room. Oh, man. Talk about another team that's a, that's a complete mess, that we expected to be a mess. We didn't expect Houston to be a mess. We fully expected San Francisco to be a mess. I'm picking the Rams, but can we just go and look how in 2012, there was this new movement in the NFL, RG3, Colin Kaepernick, Russell Wilson, that was the new type of quarterback, and if we fast forward three years, RG3 is now our third string quarterback, Colin Kaepernick is on an island in his locker room, and Russell Wilson is probably... I don't, I don't want to say he's overrated, but people are starting to Exploit. believe. Well, they're starting Exposed. to believe that he's just a game manager, that he's nothing special. Um, so maybe, maybe that new movement was, a, was a, a quick spark in a flame that you know, flamed out way too quickly. 
but it'll be interesting to see in another two years what the status of NFL quarterbacks is, if it's going to be your classic drop-back three-step quarterback, or if we will see a, uh, a way that we can uh, tweak the system again and get the new style of quarterback in. Either way, we're both picking the Rams this weekend to beat the San Francisco 49ers by more than eight and a half points. You know, to your point there about the the new style quarterback, I guess maybe the football guys know what they're talking about, huh? <laughs> maybe they do. Maybe they do. <laughs> There's no such thing as a hybrid. You either got a running back, you got a running back, and you got a quarterback. I think eventually there will be that hybrid that just amazes I mean, us all. Mike Vick yeah. was that hybrid for a long time. But Mike Vick was never a quarterback. I mean, he was never really a pure pocket-passing quarterback. No, he never was. He had to roll out to be effective. That's always been his thing. So, yeah, I mean, maybe they they do know what they're talking about. I mean, uh, to play the quarterback position, you got to go back to reading play. You know, reading defenses, putting people in the right position, ball placement, fundamentals. So Nick Foles is going to go off. All right, uh, moving on. Your old East Coast, West Coast battle here. The uh, New York Jets going to Oakland. The yes. battle of your boys. The Oakland Raiders at uh, at the Coliseum. They're still at the Coliseum, right? The O.co Coliseum. Minus, I'm sorry, plus two at home, Oakland. This was a funny spread to me. This was a funny <laughs> spread to me, and I try to think of why. Oakland is only giving up two. But really, if this game was in New York, which I don't think anyone fears going to the Meadowlands to play the Jets in New York, um, that line would be five, which makes a lot more sense. Um, it makes more sense when Chris Ivory is also you know, on the injury report, tight quad. Um, and <laughs> Oakland has actually played the last four games. The, the, their run defense has been really good. Um, Granted, it wasn't against the best competition. So they let Woodhead run um, run a little bit last week. They stopped the vaunted C.J. Anderson and Ronnie Hillman the week before. <laughs> they kept Matt Forte to under 100 yards. And they kept the Browns abysmal rushing, defense, rushing offense to under 50 yards. That being said, Chris Ivory has been an anomaly all year. In that, you know he's good, but every week he seems to surprise you with how good he's actually playing. And Ryan Fitzpatrick has a pretty good receiving core up there in New York. Um, Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker, those are two legit options at wide receiver. So even if this game is in Oakland, I'm going with the New York Jets here to win by more than two points. I knew it. You know, I I knew you were gonna go. <laughs> I knew the way you were just breaking it down. I was like, he's going with the Jets. <laughs> I mean, he's almost like trying to force himself to go Oakland, but he knows the right way to go is with the Jets. But see, I I, I the difference between you and I is that I agree with your points, and so for that, I'm taking Oakland <laughs> with the two points at home. Uh, you're right. I think people don't give credit for their defense. At times, it can play pretty, pretty well. No, I don't. Fitzpatrick can throw all day, but he isn't, you know, Peyton Manning or Drew Brees. Like, (laughs) 
he's an Aaron Rodgers, you know. So he'll score his couple touchdowns here and there, but Derek Carr will do the same thing. And and they also got this guy named Amari Cooper. That uh, I get it, I get it. He's going against you know Revis and all them, but I don't think Revis can check him. So we shall see. I think that'll be a great matchup. I think that'll be a great uh, coming of age type of game for Amari Cooper. I, I, I told you at the beginning of the year when we were making our NFL preview, I don't think the Raiders are going to be, um, not only are they not going to be bad, I thought they'd be all right, but I just don't think that this weekend is a weekend where they you know, turn that corner. Not okay. yet, at least. Okay, now we move to Seattle Seahawks going to the quarterback carousel that is the Dallas Cowboys. The let's yell at each other on the sidelines, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. The let's make excuses for our thug felon defensive end that we picked up because no one else wanted him because he got suspended, Dallas Cowboys. And that's why the Cowboys are giving six points, um, or excuse me, are getting six points at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, give me the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> how do you uh, how uh, you know I, I was shocked how do you defend that how do you defend yelling at coaches <laughs> yelling at teammates but yelling the, but, in the locker room and saying no, it's an inspiration get out of here dallas they'll stop, turn it around they'll stop, turn it around <laughs> stop 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 dallas i'm going with the seahawks too just because no, I, I, the Seahawks are a better team, and they're going to show it this weekend um, how bad Dallas is. Because I don't think the Seahawks are that good, but they're a better team than Dallas is. All right, and uh, now to prime time. We got the team that I said would go undefeated, <laughs> Green Bay Packers. Well, let's let's be fair go, real go. quick. You didn't say they'd go undefeated. You said they had a great shot at going undefeated. Okay, okay. Thanks for saving me there. <laughs> They're going a mile high. They're taking on Peyton Manning. They're taking on that defense. And Aaron Rodgers is pissed. He's not really pissed, though. Uh, at Denver, plus three. Do you realize... A big matchup. Do you realize that the Denver, off, oh, Denver defense has only allowed more than 250 yards passing in a game once this year? And Green Bay has thrown, or more, more specifically Aaron Rodgers, has thrown for under 300 yards only, um, I mean under 250 yards in pretty much every single game this year. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's only thrown over 250 yards once, and that was against the Chiefs. And Denver only let Matt Stafford throw for more than 250, and he only threw 260 yards. Which is yeah. weird. Which is yeah. weird. Like, I, I don't... That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, to be fair, I mean, since the Super Bowl, the Packers lead the series 3-1. to one. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I didn't know that stat, but it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm still, even, even with that stat, even though Denver's um, pass defense, I would say, is best in class, I, I'm, I can't pick against Aaron Rodgers. Um, He's just that good of a quarterback. 
especially when they're only giving up three points, even if it is in Denver. It's my high stadium. If Aaron Rodgers normally throws it like, you know, 20 yards, it means his passes will carry further because they're higher up in the air. The altitude's higher. <laughs> just got superpowers. Just <laughs> they're up a mile in the air, man. That ball travels heck of far. Green Bay is going to... Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to throw more than 250 yards. Green Bay is going to win. Um, they're going to win by more than three. I'm taking the Packers. I wouldn't be surprised if what you said would happen because obviously I wouldn't be surprised if Packers go undefeated for the season. I honestly thought this game was at Green Bay now that we've seen that it's at mile high. Um, we're going with the Broncos here, plus okay. the three. May, they, they may still win, but um, at mile high, I can see one of those Denvers winning the entire game, and then here comes Aaron Rodgers, win by two, win by one kind of <laughs> game. So, you could, I mean, couldn't you see that happening? That's could. totally doable. Could very well. All right, we'll take the Broncos there. You take the Packers. Right, we'll take the Packers. And finally, Monday Night Football, the Indianapolis Colts at the Carolina Panthers. Carolina minus a touchdown, plus extra point. That is insane. That is crazy. I don't think, I don't yet think deserved. It is deserved. Uh, taking, I'm taking the Colts here. Colts. <laughs> Not the Colts. <laughs> the Colts. <laughs> I'll take the Indianapolis Colts. They're, they're not that bad. What uh, what Carolina does is they, they do that that read option, that run run. I mean they they pretty much run the ball, right? They're a run first team. So you know, I I think um. Indianapolis can stop that. And I think Andrew Luck's going to come out. I think it's time for him to come out. We're going to take the Colts. Nah. I'm going with the Panthers. Okay. <laughs> this just has to be... Um, it only seems fitting that we pretty much don't agree on this one as well. Um, I hey, like the, the Panthers. The Colts home. suck. The Colts suck. I'm not going to lie. All yeah. right? they, they're not a good football team. We said they would go to the Super Bowl. Well, I said yeah. they'd go to the Super Bowl and win it. <laughs> I said they would go to the Super Bowl and lose it. And it seems like they're losing now games they're on purpose now. they're going to lose the game now. by seven to the Panthers. <laughs> it honestly feels like they're losing games on purpose now, which is nuts. Yeah, but I, I, um, I'll stay the course. We'll take the Colts. I mean, we're seven. talking. I'm just going to pretend like everything that happened in previous weeks did not happen. So I'm sure that's what Chuck Pagano is preaching to his guys right now. Yeah. And they're just going to go in there fools. I think they're going to give them a fight. They're not going to lay down. I don't know. I, I think it's what you said. Carolina's going to run. They're like the number one rushing team in the NFL right now. And Indianapolis has a sorry rushing defense. Um, I think they're going to lean on that, especially on Monday night at home. Just They're going to do what they do best, which is run the ball. Yeah, I can see that happening. But if that's the case, then I don't see a seven-point lead. I don't. I see Indian. I see Carolina jumping out to a lead and then just holding it, holding that lead. And I think they're going to win by ten. All right. So if I can get a lock this week, Mister Perfect. <laughs> well, I'm going to say that the lock for me is going to be the Indianapolis Colts. In prime time, okay, Carolina. Okay, 
My lock is going to be the Seattle Seahawks in Dallas in Jerry World um, to win by at least a touchdown. They're going to win by a touchdown for sure. So your lock is Indianapolis Colts. Mine is the Seattle Seahawks. And because tonight, the night that we're doing this, is the start of the NBA season, um, we had to get this one out of the way because we missed last week's in terms of our NFL picks. We are going to be doing an NBA season preview um, like we did the NFL where we go with the division winners, the playoffs, championship, all that good stuff. Um, but just for shits and giggles, um, hmm. right now, two out of three games that are being played tonight are already in progress. So why don't we look at the game that has yet to start? It's actually starting in about two minutes here. It's 10.28 p.m. right now, and we're making these picks. New Orleans at Golden State. This game starts in two minutes, literally two minutes. Minus 10.5 at home for Banner Night. For Banner Night. getting (coughs) 10.5. Banner Night. (laughs) You know what? They're getting their rings. They're getting their banner put up. It's the loudest arena in the NBA, and they're doing it for a coach who can't be there with them to celebrate. I'm picking the Warriors. All right, I'm taking New Orleans with the points. All right. (laughs) I say they spoil it. Oh, you say they win outright. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I can see them staying within 10.5, but... No, yeah, they're no, not we'll winning take this the game. 10 and a half. We'll they're take not, the 10 and a half. They're not winning this game. All right, take the 10 and a half. All right, it's in the books. And we will be getting you the week nine um, NFL picks next week for sure. Before that, you can expect an NBA season preview. Then we'll throw out our email address so you can say thank you for all the glorious picks that you've been getting from And us. if you want to send <laughs> gifts, send gifts. Send gifts. <laughs> All right, so until next week for the NFL picks, until a couple days for the NBA season previews. Until then, good luck to you. Good luck to you.